seems almost a shame to cut that off where I did, doesn't it? That's fucking Heart of Warrior, man. Heart of Warrior. I should just let that play out. That should just be the podcast. In fact, I was thinking about having separate episodes of the podcast that were just all the glorious royalty-free music that I bought for the low, low price of $3.99 or whatever it was, because there's so many amazing tracks in here. But this was the only one I had queued up in the old digital audio workstation, so I had it ready to go. But yeah, you guessed it. This is Portland Sucks. I'm your host, Robert Wagner, and this is the first episode in a while, so thanks for joining. It is Tuesday, October the 5th, in the year of, uh, I don't know, 2021. It's fucking 2021. It's not the year of anything. The year of the cesspool. Let's just call it what it is. Life is a big cesspool. What a downer, man. I've had so much coffee, and yet I'm still down. But, you know, thanks for bearing with me. Thanks for rejoining, resubscribing, or just um, pressing the little button on your iPhones that said, hey, a new episode's available. Would you like to listen to it? And you're like, I just want to swipe to the left so I can say no. <laughs> but you accidentally tapped it and downloaded it anyway. And now you're here because your phone is old and slow. Perhaps you need an upgrade. Visit the AT&T store. Talk to my good friend Lily. I fucking hate Lily. Lily, the AT&T lady? I, I can't stand that woman. I can't stand her. Did you get a new iPhone, though? I didn't. I didn't. I did not. Usually, I'm such a whore for stuff like that. A whore. Whore. I always am like, man, there's a new phone. I better go get that. Otherwise, I'm going to feel like, I don't know, like all my friends will have one and they'll just laugh at me in my old six-month-old phone. I don't want to get laughed at about stuff like that. I'm really self-conscious about stuff because I'm just the kind of shallow consumerist dickhead that is very judgy about people and their old shitty phones. Like if you're walking through the Walmart and I see you at the Walmart and I see you rocking like an iPhone 11 Pro. I think, man, what a loser. Don't you want to destroy the environment? The fuck are you doing with that old thing? Chuck that shit. Don't give it to a family member. Don't reuse it for as a television remote or anything useful. You smash that shit up and throw it away. Give back to the environment as it has given to you. That's the American way, baby. Anyway, yeah, so a little bit of a hiccup. I had to change... Um, podcast hosting providers. I didn't have to. I wanted to. It's part of my uh part of my newfound lust for global conquest. Really? I'm I'm actually kind of being serious. There there's a way to uh monetize your podcast in ways that are unintrusive to the listener. And so I just kind of went down a path. These people got in touch with me and said, "Hey dude, you want to try this?" I'm like, "Sure dude, I'll try it." And boom, here we go. Fast forward to today and I'm trying it out. And well, you're trying it out. I already tried it out. You're listening to this in the future cuz I'm recording in the present. And all this stuff I'm talking about happened in the past. But yeah, all that, and man, I just, I, I've been thinking about seeing a shrink, dude. Not even joking. I wouldn't make light of stuff like that. Mental health is everything. Mental health, physical health, just all the healths. All the healths are everything. And it's just, I, I can't get, seem to get myself out of this funk sometimes, you know? Just, just living in the society we live in today is enough to just drive somebody into the deep, dark depths of, of depression. Is it not? I think it is. There's just so much bullshit going on. So I, I try I try and make notes as I go, look at the high points. You know, my high point for this podcast was the, the thing I was in a just, I'll come right out with this and set a lively tone so that everything I say afterwards is light and airy. 
my big idea to establish the tone for this particular episode on October the 5th was to say, hey, you're listening to Portland Sucks, the only podcast this week not featuring an episode or miniseries of episodes on the disappearance of Gabby Petito, which, honest to God, I think is true. If you start combing through Spotify or the Apple Podcast Store or iFart Radio, wherever you find fine podcasts like this one, man, that's all you're going to find. True crime. What happened to Gabby Petito? Fuck, you know what happened to her. She's dead. We explore what happened in Gabby Petito's final days. How the hell are you going to do that? How the hell are you going to do that? You don't know what happened in her final days. Nobody knows what happened to her yet. All you know, she went missing. She's dead. And, and rather than turn this into an episode about Gabby Petito, which I have absolutely no interest in doing whatsoever, I assure you, I'm just going to move on, except to say this. That if you, like me, were a sucker and took the time to download one or two of these little episodes just to kind of go, man, what what can you even be talking about? All you're really getting is like some douchebag reading the fucking news online from MSN.com and its various sources as of like three days before the podcast was even published. They just take segments of interviews and they put their own weird little like true crime spin on it. And you're left at the end of the episode going... Okay, great, but you promised me you'd tell me what the fuck happened to Gabby Petito, and you didn't. She's dead. Like, half of them didn't even get that far. A four-part series, in-depth on the relationships of Gabby Petito. Fuck. Get lives, man. That's like all that was on the news for the longest time. And it's depressing, you know? Like, if you're a, a friend or family member of this woman, that's fucked up. But I don't know her. And, and rather than like go, you know, just dismiss it outright as well, I don't know this person, so I don't care. I'm just going to point to the larger issue here where, you know, if a black woman went missing, I don't think all the fucking true crime podcasts would suddenly turn their attention to what happened to her. Give me a break. The only reason that all the true crime podcasts all of a sudden switched over to Black Lives Matter last year was because it's what the white people were interested in that week. It had nothing to do with what's right or what's worth exploring. See, this is where I go, man. This is this is where it's like, fuck, it's hard to do this 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 idiotic fucking half hour of my my existence in audio form when this is all my brain can think about now is all this bad shit. <sighs> it's horrible. I apologize. That was too much Gabby Petito. I hope you're not uh, I hope you're not too upset. I'm upset. I mean, it's it's tragic. It really is. Truly, I'm I'm being 100% serious. But fuck, there's there's so much going on that it just seems fucking wrong to me that every fucking news story is just all about this blonde white girl. You know, I feel for her family, her friends, the whole bit. I hope they find this guy. I hope they get to the bottom of it and, and so on and so forth. But man, come on. You live in a world that's a fucking train wreck. Why are we paying attention to only one fucking passenger here? doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. What does make sense to me, though, what does make sense to me is, um, you know, if you've been listening for a while, and let's face it, I, I put I put episodes out so so infrequently that, you know, listening for a while, you're like a long time listener. If you've heard like four of these things, I understand that. But you probably know that I'm a dad. And, um, you know, as a dad, you have dad like responsibilities. Like, you know, my daughter, for example, is, is in a local soccer club. You know, she's nine, by the way. I mean, it's not like she's pro or turning pro anytime soon, but 
you know, as a dad, I can dream, you know, being the fucking sports failure I was my entire life. And, you know, it's too late now. You know, you're too old. Can't do it. So you live vicariously through your kids and you put them in sports programs. But you don't do it just because of that. Some people do. And I don't. I do it because she needed to learn teamwork. She needed to learn how to get along with other girls and, you know, work towards a goal together and develop skills and, you know, all the, 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 the good stuff that goes along with, with that sort of thing. And as a result, you know, you can't really have a daughter of soccer playing age in Portland without overnight becoming a fan of the Portland Thorns. You just, you can't do it. And, and my daughter's no exception to this. She loves the Thorns. You know, we went to a match earlier in the year. I found it to be a little bit weird just because nobody had figured out the mask thing. You know, kids are still not vaccinated. I just, we went, we had a great time, fucking great time, but I'm going to wait to go to any more. Like, I'd love to get, you know, season tickets. I, I'd love to, but not until they, not until, it's not just them, not until they sort it out, but until the world sorts all this stuff out, I just, I don't feel right. You know, she's not vaccinated yet. She can't be. So it's, it's like you go in there, you kind of roll the dice and, you know, you hope you don't come up snake eyes and everything's good. And, you know, so far so good. You know, nothing was caught at the time. She's fine. But, you know, if you've been paying attention to the, the post Gabby Petito local news, and and bear in mind that even in local news, this still this this what I'm about to talk about actually still trails the latest in Gabby Petito news because Gabby Petito is you know a blonde girl that's dead. So you know naturally that that leads. It's the whole if it bleeds it leads thing. You know I don't know if she bled. I don't really care. It's I'm I'm beyond it. I'm past it. I just find that this next thing I'm going to talk about is is so <laughs> as a dad of a girl in 2021 that wants to play sports. What I'm going to talk about now has like extreme meaning to me. So extreme. Um, if, if you've been following the, the news about the Portland Thorns the past few days, you'll know that there's been a whole lot, you know, kind of transpiring, you know, matches were canceled. There was a, a big hubbub and I'll, you know, just Google Portland Thorns, click the news tab on Google and you'll get the gist of it. I don't need to go through all of it. I frankly, I read too many articles about this. I got sick to my stomach. I wanted to start punching fucking white guys for no reason. Like as a white guy, like as a dad, as a white guy, I wanted to go find fucking douchebag white males and just start punching them after reading this. Right. But go Read the news for yourself. I'm not, I'm not going to talk specifically about that. What I want to talk about is the Thorns organization because I held off because I, I was getting too angry. I'm a, I'm a very emotional guy. If you, if you haven't, uh, if you know me, maybe you know that. Maybe you don't. Maybe I hide it well. I don't know. I don't care. But I am. Truth be told, I'm a very emotional guy, probably to a fault, I would say. And I held off. There was, a, there was an open letter from the Portland Thorns owner, Merritt Paulson, um, that came out yesterday morning, Monday morning. Uh, October 4th, I guess it was. And I held off reading it because like I had already, <laughs> I had already had too many emotions like internally over this thing. And it, it's not like something that, you know, I, I don't know how to talk to, to my daughter about it. You know, I don't know how to tell her that, you know, shoot for the stars, kid. And when you get there, hope that fucking shitty rich white people don't abuse you sexually or mentally or physically, you know, it's it's a hard thing to do. You don't want to tell them about it, 
but you have to tell them about it. That this is the world you live in. We are pro-girl until some asshole white guy wants to fucking touch you inappropriately, be it a doctor, a personal trainer, a fucking boyfriend, a stranger at a bar. And they just think it's their right. They think it's their right to do that. And I'm sorry that the world's that way, but this is the world that those of us who are older than you have created for you. And when it gets uncomfortable for us, we hide. And so I read this, I finally read the, the open letter from Merritt Paulson this morning. This comes from the, the Portland Thorns, Portland Tibbers camp. And I just, I just want to go through this because I, I have all kinds of issues with Merritt Paulson to begin with. And, and most of the time, he doesn't fucking care what I think. He, he doesn't care what I fucking think this time either. But this is a little too close to home. This isn't just fandom. This isn't just, man, if you spend a little more money, maybe next season, an MLS Cup, blah, blah, blah. It has nothing to do with sports at all, actually. And so I, I feel it's okay. when it was just, If it's just to do with sports, I can, I can brush it off. I can talk about it like it's no big deal. But because this is, this is a, a, a story about human beings. Um, letter starts off, it says, The safety and well-being of our players physically, emotionally, and psychologically always has been and will continue to be our top priority. Given my personal commitment to women's soccer and to building one of the best teams in the world, I speak for our entire organization in saying that we are reeling and devastated by the abuse that our players endured while playing for the Portland Thorns under the former coach. Paul Riley. Fuck. I don't even want to mention that guy's name. I'm not going to say Paul Riley again. Okay. I speak for the entire organization in saying that we are reeling and devastated. We are reeling and devastated by the abuse. Now, if you've been following this story, the, the, the reason a lot of us are very angry with Mr. Paulson is that the abuse that these players endured, that these women endured. I'll get, I'll get to that in a minute. There's a distinction I'd like to make there. But the abuse that they endured took place years ago. This isn't news. This isn't a new thing that happened. What's new is that people found out. So what this statement, this opening paragraph is basically saying is, is that, oh my God, you know, okay, so we're going to start off with a paragraph of, you know, shock and dismay. Oh, we're reeling and devastated by the abuse. No, you're not. The time for being reeling and devastated by the abuse of your former head coach was then. It's not now. How can you still, you've been reeling and devastated for fucking half a decade? If so, at what point did it become so all-consuming that it ate a hole in your fucking stomach and you felt sick every day and you had a hard time looking at yourself in the fucking mirror because, by God, man, I would. How do, how do you write a paragraph years later and the opening thing you have to say is, oh, hey, we're with you. Dear public, we're with you. I'm with you. I am reeling and devastated by this abuse. The fuck you are. It goes on to say, we applaud not only their bravery in coming forward, but their determination to be heard. It should not have been this hard nor taken this long at great personal and professional toll to the survivors. You were aware years ago that this toll, as you call it, personally and professionally, 
was taken. You, you knew this happened. You're applauding their bravery for coming forward. They fucking came forward to you. They came forward to you already. And here again, years later, you're applauding them for the thing they already fucking did and you failed to act on. That's, that's what you're applauding? As a team, an organization, as, and, and as individuals, we at the Portland Thorns have zero tolerance for harassment and discrimination of any kind. Again, wrong. No, actually, you do have tolerance for it. You have what I think of as a half tolerance. You were intolerant of it enough to let the coach go, but you were, you, you were still tolerant in the sense that, oh my God, we don't want anybody in the, the vocal timbers, thorns, Ticket-buying community, the people who pay our bills, the people that make Mr. Paulson a profit, we don't want them to find out. So we have tolerance when it comes to that, when it comes to the money, when it comes to the bottom line, when it comes to keeping the fucking lights on, the stadium swept, everybody happy crappy, ignorance is bliss. And Merritt Paulson thinks of you in that way. You are nothing but a fucking dollar sign to him. And I get it. Sports are a business. But these are human beings. All throughout this thing, and this is what I wanted to come back to, all throughout this thing, these women are named a couple of times. But collectively, collectively, they're referred to as players. They're referred to as players. Like an owned fucking commodity. And, you know, in the context of the game, fine. When I'm watching the broadcast, you can say, and the players have taken the pitch. Great. That works for me. In the context of a letter about abuse from one human being to other human beings, they are absolutely not players. They're humans. They're people. They're women. They're not players. You don't fucking own them. You have a contract with them. They play a sport for you. You profit. And I feel as though you know, maybe it's not in their contracts that, hey, I, Merritt Paulson, solemnly swear to protect you from any all abuses of any kind, so help me God for the duration of your tenure as a Portland Thorns football club player. Maybe that's not in the contract. It fucking, it should be. Because I think there is an expectation for everybody that when they belong to an organization such as this, Safety should be the top priority, and if they're not expecting it, I sure as shit hope they are from this day forward. As a team, within hours of receiving a plaint against our then-coach six years ago, and, and, <laughs> and he goes on to say, the first and only we've ever received from anyone, mind you, just so you know, this is the only one we've ever had. We placed the coach on immediate suspension, we conducted an investigation of the claims, and, uh, you know, those led to his, to his termination, yeah, termination and shared everything we learned in the investigation with the NWSL, the, the, the league. But then it says, but then we made an opaque announcement about not renewing Riley's contract as opposed to explicitly announcing his termination, guided by what we at the time thought was the right thing to do out of respect for player privacy. I deeply regret our role in what is clearly a systemic failure across women's professional soccer. There's two things wrong with this, this paragraph here. We thought it was the right thing to do out of respect for player privacy. Okay, cool. You did not have to at any point say, hey, 
the coach here inappropriately abused this person or this person or this person, this person, this person. You didn't have to say that, but you definitely should have said that he was fired and he he was fired for doing exactly what he did. That would be doing the right thing and protecting the, the, the player's privacy. Again, that word, the player's privacy, (laughs) the player's privacy as though, you know, they're somehow less important because, well, you know, they're just soccer players. You know, they're here for our fucking amusement anyway, right? I deeply regret our role in what is clearly a systemic failure across women's professional soccer. The The failure here is yours, man. It's yours. It's not women's professional soccer's failure. That is a whole other matter. That's a whole other matter. This happens Everywhere, all the time, every day, every day somebody is abused, somebody is made to feel less than human, someone is raped, hundreds of people are raped every day. And that is not what what we're talking about here. You know, I deeply regret our role in what's clearly a systemic failure. That's You're basically saying, well, hey, it's a problem throughout the league, so, you know, I'm sad that we got caught for our role in it. You know, but the whole league really has a problem. It just sucks that, you know, you found out about our role in it, right? (sighs) Let me be unequivocal in saying that I, as team owner, and we as an organization, disavow the culture of silence. You can't disavow it. You fucking did it. You did it. Other people were abused. It's your fucking fault. You did it. Own it. This should be an open letter saying, you know, I was advised, and I'm sure he was. I, I don't think of Mara Paulson as being a particularly intelligent man to begin with, but he's a rich white fuck. And what rich white fucks do is they they gather other rich white fucks in a room and they go, hey, what do you guys think we should do? This looks pretty bad for us. You know, should we put out a thing on Facebook where all the other rich white fucks are? So he got a bunch of assholes in a room. They made a decision. What he should have said is, I, as owner, take sole responsibility for this. I brought everybody in. We discussed what to do. We did the wrong fucking thing. And I am so very, very sorry. And everybody that was in that room that assisted me in making this shitty decision is hereby immediately terminated. Full stop. Period. Done. End of paragraph. Move on to the next page. Print it to fucking PDF. That's what should have happened. This right here, this is this is like fucking the same old fucking shitty political white male damage control garbage that you see everywhere for everything. Change a few of the nouns around, and man, you've got a statement on how Facebook isn't responsible for fuck all anything. That's all this is. Just give the people some fucking token bullshit. They'll calm down eventually. They'll buy the tickets, get an $8 fucking hot dog, and keep coming to the games like nothing ever happened. And what difference does it fucking make anyway? Because it's just women. Now you see, it's it's so fucking hard to make a podcast episode this fucking town right now, I swear to God. Just in general. Like, you know, don't weep for me. I'm doing this for free. It's not like I'm getting paid. But man, just to have something to fucking laugh at. Like, I'm th- th- this show has always been about the absurdity of the world we live in. The stupid things you see. The bad decisions that people make. But this, ultimately the stuff that, you know, hopefully nobody really ever got hurt. 
This sucks. Fuck that guy. Fuck him eight ways to Sunday. As far as I'm concerned, this shit league that they've put together to fucking treat women like garbage should immediately revoke his ownership. Find a new owner. And, you know, I, I've been, I'm not going to lie. I've been casually poking around the Twitter, you know, as people my age are wont to do. Trying to find people like-minded. And I found a ton of them. And you know what the argument that keeps coming up is? Well, yeah, but we don't know that the new owner won't be like an abuser, too. Oh, my God. Really? You know this guy allowed it to happen. You know this guy covered it up. And by covering it up, you're not condemning it or whatever strong language he used. Somebody new may do better. And I guarantee you, somebody new coming in is going to know this story and go, hmm, you know, <laughs> I was going to buy this Thorns women's soccer team, but, you know, I thought, you know, fuck, if, if I can't, you know, get a coach in there that's going to sexually abuse them without them complaining about it, I just don't know if I want to own a team. They're going to know. They're going to know going into it what they're getting into. Oh, my God. Imagine that. Buying a fucking professional sports team and treating the people like real human beings that have worth. But they're women. Whoa. I can't even imagine. It's worth a shot. Come up with some kind of bullshit thing like, you know, rich people do. And just you know, tell them, hey, you violated Article 17 that didn't exist prior to yesterday. But hey, fuck you. Goodbye. Force him to sell it. Take it away from him. Do whatever it takes. Get him the fuck away from all of these women. Because he clearly doesn't give the first fucking shit about them. That's all I had to say. I, I apologize if you have like, I have no interest in soccer, buddy. I have no interest in sports. But what you should have an interest in is the fact that half of our population is treated like garbage. Professional athletes represent the best of us. That's why we're so enamored with them and what they do. If they're not being treated at least humanely, imagine how the rest of that 50% of the population are being treated. That was all. Thanks for listening.